For all of you who listen to Submersion and own an Android device, go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app and I love it. I can search for the podcast I want to listen to, select it as a favorite, and have it just a click away. Make sure to select Submersion as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 118. Woo! Oh, yeah, and Zach is got these dead eyes staring into people right now. There he is. He's ready to stream. Jamie's ready to stream. Big nose guy in the bottom right is ready to stream. It's my favorite. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Big nose guy. Dude, so anything uh, anything exciting going on before we get into this? Um, anything exciting with me? I don't know. I've been biking. I did my first ever century bike last weekend. Got a hundred miles. Um, never done it before. In a day. In a day. Hundred miles. It's pretty exciting. Did you it was, ever, it was, did it was you a little t- emotional. I, I I wept at the end. It was good. Did emotional you release. stop at all? Did you take a break? Yeah. Yes. You're you're you biking for a hundred miles. Man. Yes. Yes. Obviously, I took a break. All right, how long does it take, though? Six hours. Six hours of biking. And I was very tired, I would say. Like, I was, like, pretty tired. And then I slept a whole bunch, so it was an exciting day. I'm All right, this is going to sound weird, but you got to have a pretty hard ass (laughs) to bike for 100 miles, right? I got a sound weird, Kyle. I think the technical term for it is a bubble butt. I got like a big old bubble butt. You got a bubble butt? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like perched right Mm -hmm. on the seat. Um, And so, yeah, never feel it. Amazing. If he's got the ass blaster, though, he won't have to sit. (laughs) (laughs) Jamie just looked disappointed in you when you said that. I don't even, I'm not sure I understand. I'm I'm sure I've heard that right. Really? Yeah, watch It's Always Sunny? A little bit. A little bit, but not like a oh, not like crazy amount. I'm, I usually p- I pick up on the Seinfeld references, not so much on the Always Sunny references. What's the deal with the ass blaster? <laughs> well, I guess that would be more ass man, right? That's a Seinfeld reference. The ass man, <laughs> right? That's a great one. My word, got it. Wow. So Jamie biked a hundred miles. Yes. Congratulations. Right. The tweet Thank is you out. For your service, Jamie. Uh, the tweet about my hundred mile bike fun? Might as well. I started work, but... Started work. I'd rather just dive into this. No. Well, we know Alex doesn't do anything, so... Not damn straight. Dive, 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 dive! What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world... Mac East Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Ointment, Kyle El Capitan, and the gruesome twosome present Submersion. That never gets old. Never. Love no it. Way, man. Can we do uh can we do another Godzilla one at some point? I'd miss yeah, We need to just bring that back. Just got to do it once, just randomly for one of them. And maybe for, you know, there's, there's a movie uh, two weeks from now. I think we can throw it in there just for funsies because the movie's kind of <sighs> just for funsies. The movie is? Yes. And you'll, you know, you'll see. Two weeks. 
get ready. This one, this movie for this week, not so much just for funsies because, <laughs> uh, Zach, what did we watch this week? Well, everybody, we watched the film Submarines from 2003. Sounds appropriate. Kyle, it does. Kyle, I legit what was the title of it again? <laughs> Before this started, I was like, guys, what was the name of the movie we watched? <laughs> I could not remember for the life of me. It's like, what the heck? And I've been, we've, we've, I've been I mean, mostly, this is like what we live for, right? Yeah. I've been mostly avoiding it just because if you actually look at the movie and it's available on Tubi, it's available on Prime, Amazon Prime, it's available actually a whole bunch of places. It doesn't look real. It doesn't look like a real movie because the no. cover of it looks like I made it in Photoshop or something. <laughs> and I was like, this is Submarines. And the, look the at the title, cover right there on the stream. You can yeah. see it. That's the cover next to the nose guy. Yeah, it does not look real. Nope. The the plots, I mean, and as you watch it, it starts to seem even less real as you're watching it. I agree. So, I don't know. Uh, I, you, you guys might be surprised for this one, but I actually enjoyed it. Oh, okay. I can't <laughs> wait to get this. Wow, all right. Yeah. Alex has had some... Interesting uh, opinions. Some, some had some great reviews. Yeah. And... Maybe we're going to get one of those again tonight. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Do, should uh, anyone have any opinions about who was in this, or should we just dive into the plot? Do you recognize anyone in this movie? The only person is kind of like Robert Miano. Is that his name, Robert Miano? Uh, yes. Miano. Yep. Like, you, I recognize him because he's a little bit of a character actor. Like he sh- Clearly, I'd seen him before, and he shows up in movies. Um, but it's not like I'd point to a movie and be like, I know he was in that movie. Like I, I, I don't know. But I think he's... He's a small character in a lot of major movies. Other than that, I do not. I mean, I did afterwards. I looked up in the captain, who is, I guess, this, the main character, quote unquote, if you will. He, um, I guess, was in Pacific Blue. That was like his his calling card. Like he was like Pacific Blue. Yeah, and so he was in like a lot of episodes of that. But I never watched Pacific Blue, so I didn't recognize him. But if you say, did I don't watch even Pacific think I've Blue, ever heard of it? So Mario Lopez, Pacific Blue. Uh, no, it's about isn't it about like bike cops, beach bike cops? They even, all right. Pacific Blue is about bike cops. It doesn't seem right. I think so. But I think whatever, whatever, man, is what it is. I think they're like trolling around Venice Beach or something. Pacific Blue. Well, oh, I get it. The blue, the uniform, right. But yeah, no, that's wow. the only person. Anyone else? Anyone else recognize anyone? No. I did not. Yeah. Although I guess... We we're losing Zach's interest. Yeah. Alex. <laughs> Alex, I mean, Alex does have the uh, the big nose character who is my favorite uh, character. He was the best. But I did not... I obviously did not recognize him from anything. Uh, so... Now, how could... I mean, this is an unforgettable face. If I see him in anything else, I will know where that I've seen that guy, but... And then looking at the credits, I know I'm going to be watching him in a movie in not too long. I know I'm going to be watching him on. Is for, it one of the movies that you've selected for Jamie's Good Movie Month? No, it's for, it's okay. for uh, the Hall of Fame of BadMovieTwins.com. That's BadMovieTwins.com. Wow. One of the Hall okay. of Fame films. I didn't realize I had seen him in, but he's a very minor character in it. Well, that's quite exciting. Anyways, shall we get into this? Let's do it. I'm going to start the timer, and I don't even. I'm going to cut you down a little bit. We're going to keep this a little shorter. I'm going to shave two minutes off you here. All right. I think I think we can do it because we open on a submarine. I think so too. And we're having a jolly old time. They're cruising around. Clearly, some for some reason they're doing like a a bunch of maneuvers and stuff with Russia, uh, kind of joint maneuvers. And they're cruising around. The cap, Captain Arlington, he's has no idea what's going on. He's just like laughing with his crew. He's like. <laughs> 
guys, this is great. And but the Russian sub, we flash over to them and they're like going nuts. They're like, we're getting for them 600, 500, or 400. And for some reason, they're not moving. They just like keep on going directly for the US submarine who can't. Yeah, they don't even try to change course at all. Why would you, right? And then then it's a classic game of chicken. Right. But this is supposed to be joint maneuvers. And, anyways, they head towards each other. And then at the last moment, the Russians are like, okay, we got to move. And they just, but they attempt to evade too late and they end up colliding with the American sub. And the American sub takes kind of hull damage, some pretty serious hull damage, but nothing's like breached and it's just major damage. The Russian sub is totally destroyed. And Arlington at that moment is, as we would call, disgraced. And so they're heading back. They, they start heading back um, to San Diego, I guess, or something like that. In order to for his court martial, and so meanwhile we jump over, and at this point I'm like, this is amazing. We're gonna have submarines for days. Meanwhile, we jump over to Chechnya. No longer on a submarine, we got a few Navy SEALs, and they're tracking some mines with a notir- notorious terrorist whose name was Koba. Is that right? Koba. So, yeah, something along those lines. Yeah, I it was think credit- it on IMDb. It was cre- he was credited as someone totally different. I don't even know why. Like the name really? they use is like Sajid Khan or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, it's like Koba or Kuba or something like that. I think it's Koba. And his, and then he's got his henchman, big nose guy, Zukov. And oh my God. huge. And when this guy turns to the side, I was like, wow, look yeah. at that schnoz, man. It is it's just massive. Nice. He's basically, do you, do you guys know who Robert Zadar is? I think his name is Robert. Robert Zadar. Zadar? Yeah. Look him up. Mm-hmm. Zadar. Uh, he's he's the big chin guy who's from like um, uh, Tango and Cash and stuff like that. So him and and Zukov, uh, they could have been like oh. besties. They actually they should have been. Uh, oh, this Cotfell. guy's got oh, this guy's got a huge chin and cheeks. Oh my goodness, a huge chin, huge chin, and him and, and holy smokes! Yeah, is this for real? Yeah, this, this character is very like James Bond villain. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just, so anyways, I, like we've cut down, Igor should be his name. Kyle's cut down my time, and yet we've talked about um, Zadar for a while and this big nose guy. Anyways, hey, who brought up Zadar? Who brought him up? <laughs> I we did. Can, because, we, we can keep talking about this. Yeah, so Koba, it is pretty important. Koba and his henchman Zukov, uh, who's a big nose guy, they're, they're basically talking about it. They're like, Koba's a little suspicious. He's like, why was this so inexpensive? He's also um, obsessed with filming everything. Um, and part of the reason I, that's given is that he has been like a major terrorist in, uh, you know, for a, a while, but he's always worked in the background. So other people like Osama bin Laden have gotten like the big, the credit and stuff like that. So he's obsessed with filming himself to show everyone that he's like and the main master. Not even just himself. Right. Everything. He's like, he's like a director. It's, it's, it's this weird aspect of the film where it's all about like, he's almost like a director of himself uh, yeah. being a terrorist. He's like, oh, get them more me, in the light. Like, move them over that way. Yeah. Have you ever seen the documentary, the Banksy documentary, Exit Through the Gift Shop? I have, yes. And then there's it ends up being the one guy who's just, like, filming everything all the time. Right. It kind of reminded me of that. Yeah. And so, anyways, he's obsessed with filming. The SEALs think they've got him, basically. They, they think that they, they, you know, basically, okay, they, they fell for it. Let's go up there and let's grab them. But they turn out to be uh, wrong and that they, they kind of fall into a trap. And the trap is that they've laid all these mines out. Um, and so when the SEALs get up there, they're surrounded by these mines. And so two of the SEALs try to escape and they're killed during this 
Harrison, which is our main Navy SEAL, he goes into hand-to-hand combat with Zukov, big nose guy, and is able to badly wound him, like cut him in the face. And then he escapes narrowly by jumping out of the building. So they think he's dead, but he's jumped out of the building, hanging onto a crane and escapes. Now we go back to the submarine. Somehow Harrison is on this submarine. He's like, I just catch you to ride big. So apparently he took his like little, like mini sub, special mini sub. Yeah, he had a mini sub. And it went to- I don't know where that went from. Exactly. He was in Chechnya. And then like a second later, he's just like hanging on this, this submarine that is- Heading back to base after being whatever, it's like it's like a t- totally crazy how all these people kind of end up in the same spot, presumably within like days of some of these things happening. And so, anyways, they're back in the submarine. Captain Sully's Grace, he's getting all kinds of nicknames, Captain Crunch, because he crunched up a submarine. Get it? Uh, we get some nice uh, banter amongst the crew who are terrible actors. Just yeah, di- some dire stuff going on here. We've got Heather Mitchell, who's a lieutenant who's kind of taken over a little bit of the command because he's, you know, because obviously the captain is a little bit, um, got a little sh- shines taken off him at this point. So she she kind of, he needs to get approval from her to do all kinds of stuff because they want, the Navy wants the state of the art submarine to come back no more damaged. So she's kind of like taking care of that. And this yeah, is, how did she get on here too, right? Because she seemed like she was from HQ and like, all right. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it was just a really weird dynamic. And also here... Now the crew is taken to making fun of the captain. There's a little bit of dissent. He's now being referred to as none other than Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch. Yeah. And so the EXO is pissed at him. She's pissed at him. Um, and he's just like feeling bad for himself. Meanwhile, uh, Koba and Zukov, they take over a submarine. And it's a special submarine. It's not just any attack submarine. It's a Akuda class attack submarine, but it's got special capabilities. It is stealth. It's got some like back torpedoes or something like that. And most importantly, it's got some cruise missiles. And its code name oh. is Inferno. And That's so, a heck of a name for a sub. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's like this, they, they kind of know about it. And uh, they and basically, Manta catches wind of it because... For whatever reason, the Inferno goes out to destroy a number of tankers in the Gulf of Alaska. It's like the first thing they do is they go out and sink a bunch of um, tankers. And it's kind of relayed back to everyone, including the Manta, um, even though they're heading away. That, hey, it seems like this was must have been done by the Inferno, that it, which has been taken over by terrorists. And so everyone's up in the Gulf of Alaska looking for it in the Navy. And so I, I think it's part of the plan is supposed to be like they destroy these tankers to distract everyone, go stealth, and then head south for the real plan. So they make it seem like it's just like a regular terrorist attack. But in reality, they have this like grander plan. Um, but unbeknownst to them, they kind of heading near Manta. And so um, the captain is having the sonar tech kind of check the sonar because he thinks, okay, the sonar must have been screwed up. There's no way I totally boned this thing up so badly unless the sonar equipment is totally junk and so they while he's like testing it he gets catches wind of like this phantom signal this really really light signal it seems like a cooler class but super faint and he's like okay this is it this is the problem the problem is is that even though something we should hear really well like in a cooler class submarine we can't even hear it all so or barely hear it so the sonar equipment's bad and they go one last test we have to dive and so they decide, okay, we're going to dive against the wishes of the lieutenant and against the wishes of the XO. The captain's like, dive this up because it's dangerous to do this with them all damaged and stuff. 
and they dive and they still can't um, really hear the Akula very well. So it kind of, I think it messes with their theory a little bit or maybe it confirms it or whatever. Or in their mind, it confirms that or whatever. But they're like, oh, that's weird. And on the Akula, um, Zukov's like girlfriend or whatever. He's got a girlfriend that he really, like, really likes. He's like the sonar tech. It's kind of a weird, weird uh, part of the story. It's like Zukov and his, his GF like uh, hashing yeah, things but, out. I mean, she just randomly showed up out of nowhere, right? I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, you think they were like official? I or think was this I, just love on a sub? That's a, it's a very, very good question. I think they love were probably official because, I mean, he seems, he, Zukov seems to know his way around the sonar equipment and she's like in a sonar tech. My guess is this has been a long term thing. They met in um, college or the Navy or whatever. And they've been together for a really long time. Well, I mean, I think you'd have to, right? To get past that nose, you gotta be like, this has gotta be love. Right. So I think, I think they're like super in love, like extra in love. Probably gonna get married once they get the billion dollars of ransom for uh, not, uh, not nuking a a US city, you know? So, anyways. Yeah, it was a billion dollars in the last movie, too, right? I think so. Uh, But a cool, so, anyways. Uh, Kuba and uh, and Zukov they freak out because when the sub dives they're like it sounds all weird because it's all damaged they don't know it's damaged but they're like it sounds really weird and he's like the tubes are open they're firing at us and so they thought they were going to just like quietly sneak away and instead they're like okay fire some goddamn fish right now at the manta and so they fire off and the manta's like oh <laughs> there's like t- torpedoes all of a sudden <laughs> we thought it was like a, a phantom like signal uh instead we got torpedoes heading our way like this is uh awful and so they um are able to just they do countermeasures and able to just barely avoid stuff but they get the torpedo room uh messed up and the communication is completely knocked out and we've even got accidents in the torpedo room oh my god yeah so first first of all we got a huge wrench scene major major wrench scene oh let's just lay it out here right now she picks up that wrench, uh, what's her name, Mitchell, and is mm-hmm. doing Morse code with it. And I was like, I've, I've, I just, I don't think I've ever seen a wrench as big as this moment. And it's, I'm really into it. Yeah. But I think, I think up, what, it has to boost the score. Yeah. I think, I think what you're referring to is even the bigger part of it, which is, tell me about it. Well, a couple crew members get locked in the torpedo room. Right. And we have water. Pouring in. Yeah. Classic. At one point, even a fire breaks out. Right. And what happens? They need to, they're, they're being told, you need to fire a torpedo because we, we need, need to go after You need to fire one right now. Yeah. And Guess- there's an accident <gasps> in the torpedo room and, and a guy gets crushed by a torpedo. Straight up crushed. What's cra- even crazier is they then lift this 600 pound torpedo off of the dude and he's like yeah. spitting up, like coughing up blood. And he's like firing off like zingers left and right after being crushed by oh this torpedo. Oh my God. Yeah. Cause one guy has a torpedo between his legs. And he's, and he's like, we gotta move this torpedo. And he's, they're like, <laughs> that looks like a big old dick. And I was, I was there for it. I was, I was into that joke. Yeah. Yeah. Because literally, I mean, that's what that guy, he's dying and he's like, Hold on. He, he really is. His chest has been caved in. So <laughs> like, I gotta, I just gotta fire this last one off. Just one second. Yeah, before, before I go. <laughs> Your, your your nickname's Big Dick. <laughs> yeah. That was a, a choking sound of his, his his own his own blood, right? 
That's right, what he's yeah. choking on the sound of. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Alex. <laughs> Good lord. And so, anyways, they they're like, we gotta manually load this torpedo. I don't care what it takes. And the guy with a caved-in chest is able to help them lift the 600-pound torpedo into the firing tube. They fire it off. Physically impossible. That was actually under goofs in uh, on IMDb. Not possible they could have fired that torpedo, but who are we to complain about that? And yeah. it they needed to happen. Up. And the Inferno is – they are totally surprised by this because they were like – these. This we basically – we totally owned that submarine. They, they can't possibly fire. Off comes a torpedo. They're able to – they get their stealth knocked down because it kind of takes off a whole, this whole side of the submarine. And the reactor is badly damaged, so they're starting to go a little slower. They were pretty fast before. Now they're much uh, slower. And in response, they they launch some rear torpedoes. And uh, Arlington has to dive. They, he has to dive the boat even further to avoid those torpedoes. And he's barely able to evade them. And at that point, it knocks out the entire front of the boat. All those people in the torpedo room, dead. Heroes. Uh, even the guy who is just like, you know, cracking jokes all the time. Hero. Uh, they're sinking fast. And we see... Probably one of those things that was just like bothering me, but they kept on talking about how deep they were. And they had a literally a big sign telling them how deep they were. And the lines they were saying didn't match up with the thing that's on the wall. Oh my gosh. I was like, I mean, there's other stuff like that that you I can't just do that. was funny. It just kept on like bouncing up and down. They'd be like, we're at 1500. And you look at the thing and it's like 1250 or something. And you're like, well, yeah. what? Come on. Get your, yeah. get the CGI in there. Uh, no, it's crazy. And also, like, what should be known here is. All these subs during this battle, they they always miss with the first torpedo. Mm-hmm. First torpedo always goes by. And Sings the second one is a dead-on hit. I mean, right. these are direct hits on these tor- or submarines. And it doesn't take them out, yeah. No. I mean, I think the... what I can't remember the name of it. The, it's not the Marlin. The what Manta. The, the, the Manta. The Manta. That takes at least two direct hits from a torpedo. It has the entire front of the submarines gone. And yet they're still like yeah. just cruising about <clears throat> doing their thing. Doing their thing, man. And so anyways, they're able to avoid they're, – they're sinking fast. <clears throat> Arlington gets Harrison to go in his mini-sub. And that's like the, one of the special fe- – they have a few special features on this like state-of-the-art submarine. One is that like the reactor's like super special and like basically kids could operate it. Uh, kids shouldn't operate it, I don't think. But kids could operate if they wanted to or if we wanted them to. Um I don't know. Yeah. In some scenarios, I guess. But they also have this little little mini sub that Harrison came on and sleeps on. I don't even know. Whatever. That's not important how that mini sub arrived. He smokes on it. He's smoking on a sub. We haven't had that in a minute. Man, there's, there's a lot of smoking on that sub. Both subs. Yeah, there They're is. smoking all over the place. Um, but Harrison's got his little mini sub. And they're like, hey, how much power that mini sub got? And he's like, "We got. it's got enough power that you need to stop this dive. And so they stop... Uh, uh, they stay. He gets in there. He's in this mini sub. He's got this thing where he's like pushing the whatever it power up. It w- didn't look like a traditionally operated sub from what we've seen in our. I was going to say limited, but I use extensive um, <laughs> yeah, submarine yeah. film watching. And we've yeah. s- we've seen some of these before. Never seen one operated in that manner. Yeah, and he's able to stabilize the submarine as it goes down, and then they're able to kick in the. Uh, reactor and um, stop it from sinking. It's amazing, man. That little sub, he's doing. It's doing everything it can. It's like wiggling around on top of the sub, and he's like, "Come on, do it!" And then it like lifts it up. And you're like, <laughs> wow, yeah, sweet, <laughs> yeah. And so Arlington is now he is 
dead certain that the Inferno is heading to Los Angeles and San Diego to launch those missiles. He's like, it is the Inferno. I'm 100% sure of it. It's got cruise missiles. We've seen it <clears> stealth. <throat> We've seen its rear torpedoes. It's got cruise missiles. That's why these terrorists took it. That's why they're heading this direction. They're heading to LA, you know San Diego, knows? and they're going to launch missiles because of his gut. No, because he's he's got some quotes. Unfortunately, I didn't. I don't. I don't have the direct audio from the movie tonight. But one of his quotes is, "I've been sniffing a cool as asses my whole career." That was right. Like, All right, man. Whatever you you do, you. And also at this time, the main terrorist. Koba unveils his grand scheme, which, wow, spoiler, it is exactly as our American captain says. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because Zukov is talking about the crew. He's like, hey, man, I think some of these guys are, you know, not so great or, you know, they're getting, not getting looking, a little nervous. Yeah. They're getting a little nervous. And then our main guy, he has a pretty good line. He's like, I've seen harder faces on whores. It's <laughs> just like, Whoa. good God, what yeah. is this movie? And so, yeah, it's basically Zukov's having a bunch of uh, some serious talk with his GF. Uh, the girlfriend is like not super into it. She's basically like, I'm I'm into you and I'm into the plan in general. But he's got to be a little aware of this crew and the fact that they're all going to mutiny. And we got to be on the same page about this uh, because they're probably going to start coming after us and either we're going to kill the, the all this crew and not get the money because what's the only alternative at that point is launching the missiles. You just can't a skeleton crew. That's the only thing. And she's basically saying like, I don't really want to be a martyr on this thing. I want to, I want to make money and leave with you. And that's that. And so Zukov's like kind of trying to calm her down, but he go, then he goes over to Cuba or whatever, Kubo. And it's like, uh, crew's getting a little antsy. And Kubo is immediately like, it's that, it's your girlfriend. She's getting, she's ruining everything. I don't like her. And Zukov's like, well, what's wrong with her? Whatever. And so then Kubo's like, hey, girlfriend, come with me. Takes her into like a missile room, shoots her, and then slices like another a missile tech's throat and then pins it on this missile tech and brings Zukov in. It's basically like, Zukov, I don't know what happened. Like, the girlfriend, like, she was here and we were just having a like, good chat. But then, like, the, uh, the missile guy, he, like, totally killed her. And then she saved me by killing him in, like, the last ditch effort. And Zukov's literally like, that is, A, wildly unbelievable. <laughs> Come on. Like, <laughs> you literally were just talking about how you, I should jettison this lady, like, five seconds ago. And now she's dead. And you're saying, what? Like, come on. Uh, and then he's like, no, no, like, no, check the videotape, check the videotape. And it's just like, this is just so implausible. It's insane. And Zuka, if Zuka yeah. checked the tape, he would have been like, well, you're lying to me. But instead, the crew at that moment decides, we're mutinying. They start mutinying all over the place. And Zukov and Kubo, they head out up there and kill everyone. Basically, it's just, oh, them. Yeah, it's just le- them left. And talk about like a love sub. That's some love in the sun oh, yeah. right there. It's on, they're no. the only ones left. It's a and they're romance, like, man. Oh, man. They're, they're like uh, predator high-fiving, like left and right. And they're like just like, you know, hugging. And they're like, you know, getting a little emotional. But like it's it's cool because like this is uh, the time to do that. You know what I mean? Oh, big time. Yeah. This is it. This is the time. And meanwhile, over on the other sub, the LT is still giving the captain some hard, hard stuff. Because yeah. the captain's like, look. It's the sonar equipment. She's like, you're blaming everybody else 
but yourself. She's like, who who is it next? Is it Flipper? Is it Mr. Limpet? I know, I like, right? Dropping whoa, that whoa, Mr. Limpet. You just dropped it. You just name dropped Mr. Limpet in this movie? Like, really? 12 inches. I was shocked. 12 yeah. inches. And he was like. I mean, they're hitting all kinds of marks, right? That we're right. looking for. And so he even, uh, the captain at this point is getting a bunch of guff, but he's he's got the XO back on his side because he's basically laying out the thing. San Diego's going to get destroyed if we don't stop him. And the XO's got a wife and a new baby in San Diego. And he's like, I'm in. Mitchell's still giving him like a kind of a hard time, but they, he, he kind of goes out of his way to talk to Harrison, the Navy SEAL, and is like, okay, I know what you're about. I have your file because you came on my sub and I'm the captain. Um, check out my dick. And he pulls it out and, the, and Harrison's like, I respect that. And then he rolls it back up and he's like, <laughs> and I respect you. And then uh, Harrison's like um, looking at the file and he's like, and this is the person we're chasing. And it's, it's Kuba, which he obviously knows, and is like, God damn it. And he's like, I will kill myself to kill this person. And the captain's like, great, because that's what exactly what I'm going to ask you to do. <laughs> and so he's like, perfect. I'll let you know. Then they head over. They're, they're getting in range because they, they, they've pushed. They're basically going to push the reactor to 120%. It's in, extremely dangerous. And the idea is they're going to push it to this limit. And if it comes to it, they'll ram and explode and destroy the submarine. But hopefully it doesn't come to that. Anyway, in the meanwhile, they have to get within range for this mini sub to be able to explode. And so they get up there and still Mitchell is like, I'm not into this. Like, you are doing this wrong. And he's like, I know this is the inferno. Get on my face. And then they're able to, just at that moment, get the um, all the communication back up. And they get a, a thing that basically says, this is what we know about your submarine. And they list it off. And it's like cruise missiles. Here's all these things. And they basically ID for sure. It's inferno. It has cruise missiles. They're heading to San Diego. Time to do pull out all the stops. So even Mitchell's on board at this point. She's like, got it into it and so they sent harrison off he and he's had a whole heart to heart with the sonar tech too we we find out that the sonar tech basically it was his fault he he had kind of let uh he At let the, the pressure the uh yeah the first collision yeah he let he let the pressure him. get to get to him and basically it was his fault not the captain's and basically harrison's like well you just at some point you got to come clean and he's like fine and so but he fixes up what harrison needs and harrison goes off and he's like Truck heading out, and I was like, they better let Harrison be the hero here because they're literally sending him on a death mission, and he better be a hero or else this is going to look really stupid when he doesn't sink the submarine uh, and kills himself. <laughs> but he reveals this giant thing of, like, explosives in his little mini-sub. He, like, unveils it. He's like, aha! And he's like, Cuba. <laughs> like anyone's watching. I know, exactly. <laughs> and he, like, gets on, gets on the horn with a Zukov and is basically like, remember me? And off it goes and he rams directly into the submarine. Direct shot. Another direct shot straight into it. It explodes. Yeah. Giant explosion. Huge! They're, they're listening and they're, like, still, still hanging. Still doing it. And so Kubo's like, they can't kill me, fucking Americans. And then he's like, ready to turn the keys and launch the missiles. And he turns it and he's like, in only one minute, we'll be ready to do it. And we just have to wait for this timer to, to go, go down. Like, watch the timer. It's really great. And so then, uh, basically on the submarine, they're like, this is the last thing. We got the last minute. They're launching. We've got to ram them. They start r- ramping up to ram. And Mitchell's like, give me one shot. We're not going to kill everyone. 
give me one shot. I know I'm like an expert in Tomahawk missiles. I can go down there and I can go into launch even though we're underwater. And they're like, okay. And she goes down there and as she's like finagling with it, she realizes the only way to get it to launch is if she's in the tube with the missile. And that means she's going to die. And she's like, shit. And she's like, fine. She's like, close the hatch. They do. They launch the Tomahawk missile just as their missiles are supposed to go off. And it totally explodes. Finally explodes. Well, it, it like jars their nukes. So the nukes are sitting like sideways or something in the tubes. Mm-hmm. And then when they launch, they just explode in on themselves. Right. And that creates a huge explosion, but the Mance is able to survive it, even though it like, damages much stuff. And then we get a final scene where he's like walking through the submarine, the captain. Um, he's been, presumably, he's still waiting for his court-martial since the sonar tech hasn't really come clean yet. And so he's kind of like looking around. He's like, well, end of my career. Uh, he's collecting kind of like these memories uh, along the way. He pulls out a stick for one last moment. He kind of like sits there and looks at it and goes, well, it's time. And then the sonar tech comes and said, basically, he's like, I have to tell you something. And we get a final scene of them walking arm in arm away, presumably, to the court martial together, where the captain will throw that sonar tech under the bus. He should. Probably. I mean, really, he, you know, you have to be kind of cool under pressure if you're going to be like a sonar tech. Yeah, you would think so. Yeah. And that's the end. That's the movie. That was the entire movie. Bam. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right? Maybe. So we so we just assume that that radar tech's gonna come clean, right? I think so. I, I think because Harrison, who's like a, a hero, uh, told him to, he's probably gonna do it. That's my guess. What if he just pins it all on Harrison? Oh, that's a good See, idea. Actually, I think that's weird. Well, Harrison thing. wasn't on the boat yet. Like, no, no, no. He was, and they were like, we oh. "Yeah, dude, he's a seal. He's sneaky." Like, Interesting. Oh, Maybe he was here. It could happen, man. All right, who wants to go first with reviews? Not it. Ooh, he's doing the nose thing. I can go. I'll go here. Okay. <sighs> Submarines. The, the movie that I forgot the title to. Mm-hmm. For We have an entire podcast watching movies about this. Submersion. Thank you for that visual, Zach. And... This movie hit so many boxes that I'm usually looking for. As we mentioned, we have water in the sub. We have wrenches. We have fire in the sub. We have fish in the water. We got a guy getting crushed by a torpedo. We got smoking in the sub. We've got it all. But this movie, it's a snooze fest for me. (laughs) I don't know. Like Like, we talk about everything that we're looking for. And they just hit all these like cliche marks, and I don't know wrenches. I could not get into this movie. Flooding. It's what like an hour and a half. Seemed yeah. way oh, yeah. longer than that. Could not. I don't know. Acting was not great. I do love Zukov's nose. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Also, the weirdness with Kubo, like with his little Sony handy cam with the little uh, cassette tapes filming everything. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. I don't know what he's doing with that, but it doesn't seem like it's really going to work out. It doesn't. Ah, man. For me, I hope I never cross this path again. 1.5. Oh, okay. Wow. I can can jump in. Um, This, it does seem like we watch these movies and sometimes it's like, 
I can make that movie or clearly something went wrong and I could have done a better job of putting it together. Agent Red is one where you look at it and you're like, this movie has quality production, but clearly someone came in and cut it all to pieces and it was like garbage. This actually, the pr- production wise is actually fairly surprising that it, it had like the sets and stuff. At one point when they actually get onto the Akula submarine, they have like a giant submarine set where people are like falling off of it into water and stuff. And yeah, and it's weird. It's kind of this, this um, you have these two sides of it. You have this really, this production value that seems surprising. And then you have everything else, which is literally bottom of the barrel, writing, bottom of the barrel, acting, bottom of the barrel, uh, snooze fest central bottom of the barrel like everything is just the worst version of what we're seeing does it have submarine stuff in it sure but so did agent red is this better than agent red i don't know i think it might be the same i think it might be the same level it could be as agent red it's just as nonsensical nothing makes sense like literally you're watching it's like how did that seal get there how did they get there why are they doing this? all right why is any of this happening so all right yeah I, i did look this up when you were talking about it because they were in chechnya so I looked at where Chechnya is on a map. <laughs> it's landlocked. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. it's right between the Caspian Sea and the right. Black Sea, smack dab, like in the middle of like Europe and Asia. There. Yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, well they're over in Alaska. In the next scene. So how did that? How did that super fast mini sub get over there? I don't did know. It go through the Black Sea and then somehow out through the Mediterranean. I don't know. Yeah, no, that, I mean, it would have to be in Can't the Black Sea, Mediterranean, and then around, and, like, it all, none, none of it makes any sense. Anyways, the moral of the story is, you were coming at a 1.5. I sat there, and I was debating between a 1.5 and a 1. That's where I was. That's where my head was at this point. Like, obviously, it's yeah. not a zero. Like, get out of here. It's not a stinger. It's better than that. But right. it's, it, it really is, it, it makes you question who was putting it together, who was writing it, who was anything, and whether, I don't know if they ran out of stuff or they just had like, maybe they were shooting two different movies and just, they ended up having to combine it somehow uh, and it didn't make sense anymore, but they were like, doesn't matter. And I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it. Uh, is it better than Agent Red? No, I give it a one. It's the same as Agent Red. Same as Ooh, Agent Red. Ooh, there so you go. One. Dude, one thing I did like though is towards the end, when they finally blew it up, you know, and they looked at their their sonar to see if the sub was there, it was just literally an earlier shot from the movie when the torpedoes fired because there were right. active torpedoes on the sonar. And I was right. Like, There's all kinds of what? stuff. It's a bunch of repeat stuff that don't make any sense. Yeah. And then also, Agent Red had breasts. I enjoyed that. <laughs> I like putting glasses for that. Not None to be seen in this one. Second one, this one was like, Weirdly, like, misogynistic at times. Like, the, the women were always, like, the bad guys in it. Uh, weird jokes happening. Remember that joke where, where someone was like, you're my great white hope? And the guy said, like, good thing I'm white. I was like, what? Why is that a <laughs> joke that you just wrote? a joke? I don't know. <laughs> Why did you write weird, that into yeah. a movie? Yeah, that seems a crazy thing to say. And like, It's they have a really a dick, weird joke. Yeah, big dick joke with a black guy. I was like, not great. Not a great look. That we're looking at here. But, dude, it's somebody's dying breath, man. You're saying you that know? I got to respect his last words, despite being vaguely, uh, you know, using playing into stereotypes. Well, if you put it that way, maybe you don't have to respect it. But, okay. you know, I don't know. But anyways, that's I made mine. it a point while he was dying to do that. I don't understand it. But mm-hmm. you think it'd be like, dude, give this letter to my wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> you think that guy had a wife and kids? Get out of here. Probably not, yeah. No. 
All right. All right. I'll go. I actually did enjoy this movie for all the reasons why you guys were talking about it. This, I, I'm looking at IMDb right now, and the reviews are just tearing this movie apart. I'm not going to jump into Zach's section on this, you know, but they're just tearing it apart. And I think it was a lot better than that. I loved seeing the submarine's durability. Who doesn't love that? Who, <laughs> I don't know any other subs that can take two, three missile hits and still keep going. That just True. great engineering. Great. Sh- it, it was amazing. I loved watching it. Zukov was probably one of the best characters I have ever seen from a movie, like a sidekick bad guy. Like, why was he really there to begin with? I don't know. You know, they didn't really do a very good job at the backstory, but we just know that this guy has got a hell of a nose and he likes videotape and stuff and you know, I kind of like noses and videotaping stuff too, so I could see myself being a Zukov. You know, hmm. he's a I little. D- you're kind of taking on his whole persona now. I, I, I really am, and he's a little dumb. So am I. So <laughs> it, it works out perfectly <laughs> fine. And you got that. You got that big scar in your eye, right? Not yet, but I can. <laughs> the giant, the giant scar in your face. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! But it, as you said earlier. Both of you, like, it, it is checking a lot of boxes for what we're looking at in submarine movies. And for, you know, for this month's worth of movies, <coughs> Jamie, I think you really nailed it. This is really a good movie. Um, I'm going to... Appropriate. You, you know, the mini sub was cool. I loved how it had enough power to just steer and save that <laughs> the regular submarine like it was no big deal. Right. And the and the second opening scene because like there's the first one where they were doing the war games and the incident happened, but then right after that when they were actually in Chechnya, uh, that reminded me just like something that would be out of a video game. That whole scene was all like an opening scene to a video game. I felt like I don't have one in particular, but I'm just saying like that could be a, a scene. You know, three seals trying to go in and stop a terrorist, and only one lives and escapes in a mini sub. Like. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and they also had some pretty accurate Russian weapons from what I could tell in the background, too. So I was not mad about that at all. <sighs> now, when it comes to the rating, I, I think this is better than Atlantic Rim that we watched a couple weeks ago. So I got to give it higher than Atlantic Rim. So I got to go 9.9. Wow. <laughs> Makes sense. Wow. Yeah. I lo- loved it. It was really fun. You think anybody could match the energy of the main character from Atlantic Rim? Do you remember the way he described that fight, man? That's true. With Treach? Was he un- might- unreal. Treach might come up later in my trivia. Oh, I was going to say, how do you remember that name? <laughs> <laughs> I'm confident enough to say that Ben would have also given this a 10, so I'm going to go ahead and give <laughs> him a 10 on the, on the yeah, rating. Yeah, write it down. Right, Mark, Mark so, down. There we go. Yeah. Put that one in he pen. Loves this, he loves this type of shit, doesn't he? Oh, for sure. All right, we got one guy left. All right, Tucson. Okay. Sit back. Relax. Pour yourself a nice warm glass of milk and listen to this. I must say I was going to give this movie probably a probably a two-ish. But Alex's dynamite <laughs> review, highlighting truly, it was truly 
as if the peaks of the mountain were hiding in the clouds. And then the clouds moved away. And I'm like, oh, this movie is good. <laughs> so much submarine action. Talented attempts at acting. And this is, I mean, the fact that high schoolers made this is just amazing. And I, I'm just blown away by their effort. You know, I mean, I, this is just, I knew, you know, not, not to toot my own horn, but I, I made some movies in high school, you know, a few times. And... Wow, these guys, they must have had a, they must have used Microsoft Movie Maker. They did a hell of a job. So I'm going to bump that up from a two to a, to a watchable, to a watchable 4.5. There we go. Wow. There we go. Wow. There you go. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Kyle, maybe we should revise ours up to 10 so this is the highest rated <laughs> film we've ever watched. Yeah. And then everybody's like, wow. Submarines. These guys love this movie. Yeah. These guys know sub movies and got to watch it. Right. Unreal. <laughs> well, with Alex and Brom with, you know, a 10 and a 9.9. I right. mean, <sighs> crazy. Brom, <laughs> if you don't want that score, speak now. Okay. Are you. It was pretty cool because, right. you know, the, the lady also sacrificed herself at the end. You know, you don't really see that. So it's pretty cool. And Very true. What's one I, other I, movie right off the top of your head where a female sacrificed herself at the end of the movie? Jurassic Park. No. What? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> yeah. I was trying. I was like, no way. Definitely, definitely not Titanic. Definitely not Titanic. <laughs> yeah. De- yeah. Definitely not. No. <laughs> Well, no. you see, I, I was thinking about it a little bit more. I don't think that the radar tech is going to turn himself in, honestly, because if you don't see it on screen and they don't apply it, it doesn't happen. It's the way I think about it, right? So I think he's just going to let the captain go sit sit in that court martial and get fired for it. Wow. You think he's that savage? Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm struggling I mean, with him or the captain, right? I'm struggling to think of one movie where a woman sacrifices herself at the end. <laughs> she, well, actually, the whole, she actually dies. Well, the whole time she was like so adamant the whole time, like, no, we're not doing this. This isn't worth it. We're not doing We're not sacrificing ourselves. Let, she was so willing to let everything else happen. She didn't want to. And then at the last second, God graced her and said, get in there. And she White, did. Maybe White Squall. Ever seen that movie? No. I just remember there's a really emotional scene. Where Dennis Quaid, I think, is looking down into a uh, into the boat that's sinking, and his wife is there, and he's like, "I get you, get you, get you," and she, I think, she's like, "No, you have to go," or something. See that? I mean, okay, yeah, like because I'm trying to think of like you know signs, but she didn't sacrifice her life. She was hit by a guy falling asleep at the wheel. Um. Oh man, what's that other movie where one of the main girls? She, but she doesn't sacrifice herself; she just gets crushed. <laughs> um, well, in Lord right. of the Rings, that one, uh, like what is that princess or whatever? She she tries to sacrifice herself, but then she ends up killing that Nazgul anyway, so that doesn't really count. But she was right. she was going to, but That's it didn't true. happen. She had the intention. Interesting. All right, shall we go to love it or hate it? Let's do it. Hit it, Kyle. Do, 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 I love it. Dun, 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 dun. He hates it. We're going to get it one day, Zach. We're going to get it one day. <laughs> get it. But not today. And here's your visual cue. It's going now. Oh, I didn't even. Nice. Loving that visual cue. 
Yeah. Loving it. Or hating it. We're about to find out. Um, I will say, listeners, don't worry. We will have that theme song ready by episode 200. So. <laughs> hey, don't put a timeline on it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Jamie, what do you want to hear first? I want love it first. All right. This love it comes from. Okay. I will say this. Not a lot of love it's out there. Uh, had to branch off to that one kind of obscure website, Amazon, again, to get a well, but five now, out of you five. Do, you do have one from Brom now, which you could use if oh, you want. True. I could, you know what? Brahms love it. <laughs> Amazon had a five out of five star review from, I'll just say the first name, Heidi. Uh, this is reviewed in the United States on February 17th, 2003. Hmm. Superb in every way. I am a Navy Submariner's wife. This one-hour program shows what it is really like and shows the life on board without all the PR baloney. Lots of great stuff that I and my family and friends had never seen or heard about. A dramatic story also. It had me in tears. I am proud of my husband and others like him. Five out of five. Dang. Hmm. She could say hey, that about a lot of movies, though. Yeah. Yeah, but was she was she confusing it with some other movie? That's my only question. Hard to tell. She said an hour program and that it was very accurate to life on a submarine. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> it still counts. All right. Yeah. Hate it. <laughs> this comes from D G. L-119916, February 2011. Tanks are not all that blow on this boat. That's a good one. That's it? I like it. No, here we go. That's a title. Oh, okay. (laughs) Calling this movie crap would be doing a disservice to crappy films. This is horrendous. From the very beginning, you just know it has no direction and no soul. This is right out of the Chuck Norris school of unbearable right-wing good versus evil movies. This makes Delta Force look like Saving Private Ryan. Illogical and poorly constructed plot typecast pretty boys with no <laughs> acting skills but fit the costume. A hot... They're talking Zukov. They're talking Zukov, pretty boy. Oh. A hot, tough woman <laughs> who shouldn't even be on a submarine. With an even whoa, whoa. with an even worse bad girl counterpart, bad accents, and models of submarines that looked like a thirteen-year-old built them. This piece of rhymes yeah. with hit screams direct-to-video, low-budget, where silk stockings production value meets ridiculous and inaccurate military thriller. Boring, yes. dumb, nonsensical, stupid. Oh, and great title, Submarines. Really well thought out. No hmm. amount of weed or alcohol could make this trash watchable. <laughs> Disagree. Perisco- <laughs> Periscope up, thumbs down. Wow. Wow, I like that. My gosh. Uh, or the title of this is more appropriate than last week's movie, right? Yeah. Depth charge. Depth charge didn't even happen. And while you were doing that, I did. I thought of a movie where a female actress sacrifices herself. What'd you find? 
Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Oh. Oh, God, you're right. And I hate that you thought of that. Yeah. Sorry, dude. Shit movie. Zach's upset. Anyways, should we get into some trivia? Let's do it. All right. So the only trivia, that real trivia for this, was that it, it listed as taking stock footage from Agent Red, which itself took stock footage from a variety of other films. So we're on the, the action film food chain at this point, right? And we're at the bottom of it. Right here. This is the bottom. It's eating It's eating Agent Red. It's like the that earthworms. That's pretty bad. In the, That's in low. The dirt. <clears throat> All right. So this was directed by David Douglas. He was a special effects designer before briefly trying his hand at directing. Uh, before this, he directed For the Cause, starring our beloved Dean Cain. Uh, he did work on some high-profile films like Speed and Last Action Hero for special effects, but my personal favorite from that list is that the last thing he did before starting to direct was uh, the spacecraft designer for Hellraiser Bloodline, which is, I think, the fourth Hellraiser or the third Hellraiser, where they go, go to space and they're in, they're, they jump around in time. So they're like in like the 1500s or something and like then up in space and all kinds of stuff. It's a crazy movie. Uh, the writer was Kevin Moore. Um, this was the first thing he wrote, and then he did a series of straight-to-video and TV movies. Uh, probably the biggest one is Today You Die. It was a Steven Seagal and Treach vehicle, Treach being from the aforementioned uh, Transmorphers film. Or, sorry, uh, Atlantic, uh, Atlantic <laughs> Rim. Transmorphers. Come on. the same. Uh, Atlantic Rim film. Uh, so two of our favorites, Steven Seagal and Treach, uh, in one one movie. And then after that, he kind of faded away and hasn't, hasn't written much recently. Um, our favorite character was Zukov. He was played by Stefan Strerev. Strerev. Uh, he was a maniac. It's great. Um, I'm going to be able to watch him soon because BMT Hall of Fame coming up and we've selected The Legend of Hercules starring Kellen Lutz. Anyone see that one? Well, that one, well, now with Stefan, our boy Stefan is in there. You better check it out. Um, and then as far as I can tell, this is not mentioned in the book, Real Bad Arabs, which I brought up before. It's a, basically a book that details how Hollywood kind of, um, uses Arabs as bad guys in very stereotypical ways. Um, despite the fact that the main bad guys in this are referenced later to being Afghan, Ghani, I think. Um, and that being the angle for their terrorism. They talk about how they beat the Russians in Afghan, uh, Afghanistan. So it seems like they're Taliban of some sort or something. I don't know. Um, but it may not have made the book just because it's kind of a very small film and also offensive in other ways, as described before. And that's what I got. Um, and then quickly, we can do some Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So technically, Harrison... Uh, was in G.I. Jane. I could jump to that with Jason uh, Bega, and then we'd be done. But I want to have a little fun, so I'm going to instead take Rufus Dorsey. He was a torpedo guy, um, and jump over to Alien Hunter, starring James Spader. It's one where he there in Antarctica and there's aliens, and it's a, in no way a knockoff of uh, Alien versus Predator. And no joke, do you know how else was in there? Olympian Carl Lewis is in Alien Hunter. Uh, in really? His, in his brief moment of trying to be an actor in Hollywood, yeah. Um, so we were going to actually watch that for BMT recently, but then we decided for a different one. So we'll have to circle back. We can pick that up because it's got submarines in it. Uh, Anthony uh, Shrevello's in that one, uh, and he's also in Independence Day. And there's a bunch of people there that we can use, like Bill Pullman, Jeff Globum, and stuff like that. But I thought it was pretty kind of fun to be able to go through Alien Hunter, which I didn't even realize had a submarine, even though we almost watched it for uh, for BMT. 
And then, um, you know, it's kind of interesting because connection to Ed Harris here is like when Ed Harris heard this was being made, he was like, you know what? I know two guys who love submarines, right? They should be involved. They love subs. And so they called me and you, Kyle. Remember that? I vaguely. Yeah. So we got in the conference call. It was, it was before Zoom. So it was a huge hassle. Um, and Ed was, he was pretty annoyed because of like how much trouble we were having getting on the conference call. But it was fine. We smoothed it over. Anyway, he's like, Kyle, babe, I got a great gig for you. And Kyle, do you remember what you said? He said, I've got a great babe for you? No, he said, I got a great gig for you. It's called Submarines. And I was like, dude, gig me up. And he was like, great, I'll get you on the horn. Uh, Steven Spielberg's currently attached, but probably won't end up being him. Is that okay? And what'd you say? And I said, no, I need Spielberg there. And he said, fine, I guarantee it. And then uh, he said, see you at the Oscars, babe. And then we did. We ended up winning actually best podcast. It wasn't for the film, but we won the best podcast Oscar that year, if you remember. I do. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, uh, the runner up, Channing Tatum, mm. got into a fight with me in the parking lot because he didn't think that we deserved it, honestly. And we totally did. It's true. And that was, uh, it was the first, I, I really remember it because it was the first tuxedo I ever bought. Um, and I still own that tuxedo. In fact, I think I'm going to wear I probably wear it to your wedding, Zach. Oh, good. That's good. It's a really nice one for the Oscars. So. That's good. You're not a rental guy? Not for the Oscars? You're going to buy one? Well, no, I already have it since... since Yeah, well, yeah, I bought that one for, for the Oscars. Well, I wanted oh, okay. to commemorate the evening, especially after we won. Um, I called up the rental place and said, I want to buy this because I just want Best Podcast. Oh, and you want it forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. That would make sense. Yeah, I hope that's okay, Zach, uh, since I'm the best man. Uh, if it says mm-hmm. on the back, it says uh, stitched into it, it says best podcast on the yeah, back. Yeah, that'd be sweet. That's okay. <laughs> that's Alex that. is that's not impressed. <laughs> All right. After that, I have... I don't have subs worldwide tonight, all right? Because mm-hmm. I've done the Akula class, and I know, I know that... We can't recycle these all the time. And we have done a lot of American subs. So I was like, you know what? One thing we've been dealing with here is Jeopardy questions. And so I have dove in, found some Jeopardy questions, all dealing with court marshals. Wow. So these are all from, there's a lot of different, cat- or, you know, I guess categories here. So. Get ready. We have a 2,000, 2,000, 1,600, 500, and 300. So I'll just, uh, let's see. Alex goes first. You give the highest score. Yeah, right. Alex, what do, you, what do you want? We'll start off low with the 300. Okay. So this is from episode 879, 1992. Okay, okay. Though he was court-martialed, Milwaukee's airport is named for this general. Dead air. Dead air. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Don't know. Anyone want to steal? I would buzz in and give a joke answer, but I don't want to lose points. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No answers. The answer, Billy Mitchell. Mm. You know that. Oh, I know who Billy Mitchell that. is, but he's a Pac-Man guy. As in, say, I hear Billy Mitchell, I think of one person and one person only. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Zach, yeah. you're next. Surprise me. 
Okay, let's go for... We'll give you the 500 here. We'll just we'll move it on up a notch. So, Douglas MacArthur was a member of the court-martial that convicted this advocate of air power in 1925. I don't know. No idea? Anybody? Wait, can you repeat the question, please? Yes. Douglas MacArthur was a member of the court-martial that convicted this advocate of air power in 1925. No idea. <laughs> Again, Any clues? I would do a joke one. Nobody? Those points. This is someone it's we not, know. It's, it's not the Wright Brothers, right? Yeah, it is somebody uh, you know. Maybe. I got eyes and If you pay attention. Who is it? Who is Billy Mitchell? What? Uh, Billy Mitchell. Got All it. right, Jamie. 2000. Six, six, 2000? Yeah. Uh, okay. The Army aviator and air power advocate resigned from the mm. service after his court-martial. From this service, the Air Force? From the service, the service. Oh, Billy Mitchell? Who is Billy Mitchell? It is Billy Mitchell. <laughs> uh, Alex, you're next. All right. $2,000. You've got a 600 a 1000 and a 2000 left. Thousand. Thousand. <laughs> Court martialed for his insubordination. This World War II air power advocate was later awarded <laughs> the Medal of Honor. Who is Billy Mitchell? Correct. Right. Two thousand. All right. I steal. <laughs> from the two this is from 2017. Oh. The Milwaukee International Airport is Good named one. for this air power advocate who was later court martialed. Billy Mitchell. Oh, Jamie, my God. Uh, it's Billy shit. Mitchell. I was gonna, it's I was Billy gonna Mitchell. It. Okay, everybody. This one is up for grabs. Jamie. You got to wait. It's got to be okay. red. Actually, we'll let uh, a listener. No, we can't. There's a little bit of a delay on Twitch. We can't even allow that. Uh, okay, at his 1925 court martial, this advocate Jamie. of U.S. air power predicted Japanese air attack on Hawaii. Jamie. Okay, Jamie. Who is Billy Mitchell? Wrong. Who is Billy Idol? Ah, <laughs> Idol, of course. <laughs> yes. Nobody talks to Billy that way. Yes. <laughs> Billy Mitchell, again, coming in clutch. I thought this was kind of insane how many times... That's a lot. Billy Mitchell was used. So you jump... We've got September of 1985. Then you go to June of 1992. And apparently Billy Mitchell was popular in 92 because that's when that was a $300 question. The same question in 2017 is now a $2,000 question. Oh, obviously, yeah, come on. Uh, and then he was used two times in 1992, actually, in June and November. I bet he got the, I bet he got the medal. When did he get the Medal of Honor? No, but that wasn't even the Medal of Honor one. It was Douglas MacArthur convicting him in the name of the airport. And then in 99 is when they did the Medal of Honor question. And then 2010 again. And then most recently in 2017. So when are we going to see Billy Mitchell again on Jeopardy, guys? It's going to be a while, I think. But, yeah, no, I think it tells you a little bit of the uh, uh, kind of World War II, uh, the popularity of World War II trivia kind of stuff. Because I, I, I literally have never heard of Billy Mitchell. Well, now you'll never forget him. 
Yeah. I, I'm looking at pictures of him now. He's got yeah. long, so, long, luxurious so okay. hair. Yeah, it's beautiful. The one, one Billy Mitchell does. Ah. <laughs> so there's some Pac-Man guy too. It's Billy. You've Mitchell never guy. seen it, Kyle? You, oh no. my goodness! What? Oh, Jesus Christ! Pull him up. I'll look at this. It's like one of the best documentaries ever made. King Kong Fistful of Quarters. It's real good. Yeah, it's great. It's really good. I have not seen it. Holy that's, smokes. That's Billy Mitchell there in the chat. But no, it's an amazing documentary. Yeah, it's really, he was just, really good. He was just in the news recently, too, because I think they reversed his yeah. previous charges of cheating or something yeah, like that. So they, he yeah. didn't cheat. He, he was able oh, to prove his, in, prove his innocence. So. Oh, my goodness. That's nuts. All right. Unreal. Uh, so that's all I've got. Do we got any news? Well, I didn't look anything up, but if you guys got something, go for it. I usually you know? look at submarine films. It's been a little while since I've done this, but I usually just Google submarine films. <laughs> the only wow. sub news this I is have excellent comes, podcasting. It comes from Subway, just because Coach Bill <laughs> Belichick did a couple of Subway That's commercials. That's all I really got. So if if you like football and you like subs and Subway, go check that out. I'm sure they're pretty good. Subway yeah. sounds amazing. Yes, yes, it does. It always sounds good. No, it's so good. I'm. I never had dinner, so I'm like hungry. You didn't have dinner, dude. It's like ten o'clock. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to eat anything. I had a smoothie. Well, I was going to say at this point, you're pretty much. Today was. Are you? Today was like a hunger, hunger strike because of work or something or what? No, no, I just have minimal days sometimes. This is one of them. Just a smoothie. So no, I do not have any submarine film news. All right, there we go. That I guess I guess the only thing that. we could say is that I think there's a new submarine in the James in the new James Bond film, and that presumably will come to theaters at some point in the future. Okay, all right, can't wait. Looking forward to that. Yeah, buddy. All right, Zach. Is this it? Yeah, I know. We're running. We're doing a little short one here tonight. That's perfect. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a beautiful. You ready? Beautiful thing. Hit it. Zach Facts, it's Zach Facts. When you're going down, get some Zach Facts. When you're going down. How do you do that, man? I can't do that. It's magic. Ah, it must be. (laughs) All right. Look, they just don't work. Just just, it just doesn't. It's great. It's, just, it's great podcasting. It just doesn't happen. These hands. These hands don't work. Do you, l- listeners, do you see our hands? Okay. Yeah. Do you see what we're trying to do here? Okay. 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 Let's cut. Let's 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 cut the fluff and get to the Zach facts. Yeah. Um. You know, we we value consistency here at uh, Submersion, and you know, we we have high expectations that all of our hosts are on every episode. So, with that being said, today's facts are brought to you by Ben. Not brought wow. to you by Ben. It's all about Ben, is what I meant to say. Oh, here we go. I like this. Because this is why I go, you can't I miss. Over. I go over on the number of facts. Over? Yeah. yeah what's what's the over Come under? <laughs> you got to give me a line. Someone has to do three oh, and a half. I think it's always three and a half. Three and a half? I'm going over. Yeah, I think over also. It's about Ben. Come on. Al, over, under. Over. All right, because Ben is not here tonight. Let's throw the some Ben facts out for you. Fact number one. Have you seen Ben win almost 50 games in Fall Guys? Psych. 
It's not actually him. Ben pays someone oh, online to play his account no. while he sits on a stream. Wow. Man, Ben's got to come on this podcast and answer those charges. Mm-hmm. That's unreal. Is that what he's doing right now? I don't know. No. Could be. Fact number two. Ben's car is green. Oh, how dare he? Would you say it's green, like your background green? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Good podcasting. Ben likes to drink soda. Oh, how can you do that, Brom? Mm. What I'm picking, what I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> if you look at him, what do you think his favorite soda would be? Vanilla Coke. Oh, I, you no, think vanilla I, Coke? I actually, it's Tahitian treat or whatever it's called. What? Oh, the red stuff the or whatever. It's, yeah. The, yeah. it's the DP. Yeah. Like, it's a DP, Dr. It's Pepper. good. It's good. All right, that's three. I guess that's, that's it. Three. Oh. All right. Not. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Zach facts are done not. Fact number four. Ben has a Muppet Baby's tattoo on his stomach. Mm-hmm. Which one? Like the Fozzie? So it's Animal. Um, oh. Muppet Babies. <laughs> so it's the, but it's the baby version of Animal. Mm-hmm. Or is it the adult version, oh but, my God. but derived from the storyline, or I guess it's, what, what do they call it? It's like the canon. It's the Muppet yeah, Babies yeah. canon. We'd ha- Separate from the other Muppets canon. We'll have you know? to ask Ben when he's back. Fact number five. We're still going. Did you guys know Ben showed up to his first Magic the Gathering event with a straw basket, black top hat, and a stuffed rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> Thought he was gathering sounds- magic stuff. Got it. Got a basket. I got it. I got gathering. it. I liked it. I like it. I also enjoyed it. Because <laughs> I understand it. Yeah, because I get the joke. That's why I like it. And the last fact of the night is fact number six. And the real reason Ben isn't on this episode is because he couldn't stand hearing Jamie say badmovietwins.com again. Thank you for listening to Submersion. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating wherever you listen. Want to interact with us? Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also love to get messages from all of you. If you have a suggestion, a comment, or just anything you'd like to share, please email us at maceaststudios at gmail.com.